All right, let's do it. I've started recording the podcast now. By now, I mean five seconds ago. <laughs> Welcome to the Connect the Dots Gambling Podcast, episode two, technically, but in reality, episode three, because we have the lost episode that will live on in podcast lore. Welcome. Uh, my name's Andrew. I'm your host, alongside my dad, Mickey. How are we doing tonight? Good. Good, good. Thanks for asking. Um, I think this is actually the first time we ever I ever said the name of the podcast on the actual podcast. Going back to last episode, I don't even think I said what it was or what we were doing. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about it too. The origins really are the the <laughs> ride to Pennsylvania to make wagers on DraftKings, and we right. talk in the car. For entire way there about bets and gambling. So, yeah. So, we're trying to recreate that kind of synergy, but kind of document in a way and start to take away things. So, again, you know, knowing that this is going to be new for everybody, you know, people are going to dump 250 on their credit card mm-hmm. and they're going to plow through their bets within a matter of minutes. Sure. You know, so that's kind of the origin of how we got going. We, we drive to Pennsylvania, we make some wagers, we come back home. That's pretty much it. So I think this will be a good way for us to focus our energy going into this football season to actually just not get our heads caved in every week. Right, and making bets on the fly and leaving yeah. pieces of information out. Then when we come back, because gambling's all about <laughs> the, I knew it all along, or how did we not see that? How did we not connect that dot? We should have had dots. that. Yeah, yeah, like we, we knew that. Why that. didn't we pull the trigger? Right. You and know, it is a time thing, right? You compress it, you jump in the car, you run to the butcher shop. You yep. Make your wagers. Sure. Some are good, some are bad. Sure. But with the ability to sit one here, silly parlay, you know, yeah, one that's well, not going to hit. But yeah, you know. seven teamer. You got to have that. Yeah, I, mean, I always have to have a seven. I do have a parlay better already. Love it for week one already, or like yeah, it's college. Oh, like week zero? Are you gambling on? Yeah, I've. Uh, that is some highly degenerate behavior because those aren't good games. Are you telling me you're betting on like Nebraska and Northwestern? Exactly. <laughs> Not even a little bit. You you probably nailed it. I have a 14 parlay already. It stretches from the 27th to September 3rd. It starts with Nebraska minus 13, and then three unders. Do you know that Nebraska game is in Ireland? Oh, I had no clue. <laughs> No clue. <laughs> Zero clue. And then the reason I arrived at these unders, I looked at the lines, and we have a philosophy that you and I came up with, and this could be mm-hmm. one of our commandments. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't make sense, if the line doesn't make sense, we don't understand why a team's giving the other team points. And if it doesn't make sense, bet the under. So here's the parlay. Yeah. Um, Nebraska, minus 13. Okay. Under 54.5 Penn State. Uh, versus Purdue. Okay. Under 53, Utah and Florida. Okay. And then under 58 and a half, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Because none of those lines made sense to me. I'm like, under, under, yeah. under. In college football, I mean, I don't have any historical data backing this up. This is just off the cuff. I feel like college football, they don't have a preseason. So I feel like you tend to see those unders early, unless you're talking about like the Alabama Citadel game. Where it's like Alabama's favored by like forty six points, right? Those might go go over. It's just but I've got no historical data. I, just betting the under in general is so difficult. When I looked at all my plays that I've made so far this year, yeah, in total, yeah, most of my things are overs. Yeah, because the overs are fun. Versus the under suck. Yeah, Arizona. You're never gonna live that, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. likes betting the unders. Yeah. 
I love the under. They were over. They were over the over by halfway through the season. By week eight, <laughs> they were like way over. It was so frustrating. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 what we're that's what we're doing. Um, I don't think these picks are meant to be. You, you could follow them if you like. The, the misses asked why I was doing what the subject of the podcast was. It's like, well, sports, specifically sports gambling. She's like, why? You're not very good at gambling. I'm like, that's a great point. So I guess you can always just like fade <laughs> fade the picks uh, at the very least. But it's more or less, this is for us, I think. It's more for us at this point. Maybe the people will come. Right. Yeah. Honestly, it's, again, it's, it's intended, you know, to take your family. Thank you, Russ. Make them your friends. <laughs> And then your friends, your family. And again, I can't think of a better way to force us to, you know, become friends like that. Sitting across the table talking, yeah. talking about shared interests. For sure. For sure. Because I think we both have a healthy amount of apathy. Like, you know, it's not uncommon to, like, go a month without even, like, seeing each other. And it's not because, like, anything's happening. Well, I guess more so on my side. Well, I could fall into that a lot. But- I don't even think that. I don't think it should be obligatory. No, it doesn't feel that way. Right. I, 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 I no. don't want it to be that way for you guys. And no, that's no. the intent. It's like, great. Yeah. If not, cool too. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Come over. Don't come over. I don't care. Whatever. Right. But it's not for a lack of, you know, not wanting to see you guys. I'll, I'll be honest. I do look forward to football season. My probability of seeing you increases. Yeah, it goes up. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. For sure. So it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, today... We did we did the NFC over-unders division winners last week, so we got to round out the rest of the National Football League. So we're going to fire through the AFC over-unders and division winners. What we like, what we don't like, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, um, you know, all that stuff. And it will give us a good primer as far as just talking about these teams in a general sense. And I honestly think that's one of the best indicators when trying to figure out what a team is. Vegas is so good at setting these lines. If you want to know about a team, that's your your strongest indicator, right? Is looking at what Vegas thinks about them. I think it's a good place to start for sure. Yeah. you know Because you're not going to fool Vegas very often. Because the talking heads don't really. No, I'd like know. to see the day of the game where the handle's at. How yeah. many tickets are in? If 80% are on one side, I want to be on the side where Vegas has the advantage versus the herd. Right. Too often that we're going to move with the herd. It's simply... Sure. It's just simply nature. Yeah. You can't be too contrarian all the time. You'll end up getting getting smashed. Uh, but let's start with the AFC East. I'm going to run through the four teams' odds in order for division winners, starting with the favorite. That is obviously the Buffalo Bills at minus 240, Miami at plus 475, New England at plus 500, and the New York Football Jets at plus 2,800. A long shot, to say the least. Um, Over-unders for all these teams, Buffalo's at 11.5, Miami's at 9, New England 8.5, the Jets at 5.5. What jumps off the page at you, the first thing you look at, the AFC East? Buffalo, obviously, is a starting point. I sure. was one of the first wagers I made this year was the under. So simply, I call it oh. the halo or the hangover. Mm-hmm. So your last taste of what you saw was the epic game against Kansas City where they mm. both race each other fucking up and down the Pat field. Mahomes. So that to me, guy. you know, knowing that they hit that number <clears throat> of 11 last year, seeing the total 11.5, they're prohibitive favorites to win that division. Uh You've reminded me now to carry my vendetta against Buffalo for how they played in that game against Kansas City in the last 30 seconds, just playing complete and utter prevent 
defense, like to let Travis Kelsey just run uninterrupted for like forty yards to get him in field goal range. It was it was a horrific coaching job. Yeah, and, I, and horrific. Like I said, I like the under. Uh, I, I think if you think of regression, if you look at the what is it minus one forty on the over, mm-hmm. you know they're basically where am I going to get value in betting that? I'm going to sit here and wait for 12, 13 yeah. runs. And yeah. no thank you. Yeah. And then you know if, like, you know, God forbid again, if Josh Allen gets hurt in week four, you know, your over bet's fucked. Yeah. Uh, well, on something you got minus juice in anyways. Yeah. I mean, likelihood of getting hurt is, is nil. He's just a monster. Sure. I mean, he's he's like the kid you could never tackle in, in, you know, street football. He's just too big. Is he the best football player to ever come out of the University of Wyoming? Likely. Like it has to be, right? Likely. You can't name another one. Yeah. Maybe some guy from like the 19, 1940s yeah, or something. I couldn't shit. tell you another player that played at Wyoming. I'm sure there's some great NFL players. We probably, uh, we can look that up for a future. Some notable Did alum. You know? Yeah. And then we'd buy some t shirts. You know, let's just pivot the entire podcast to just be exclusively about the University of Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to talk about Boise State, too, somewhere in there. Just that. We have to mix it up a little bit. I call it the potato belt. I was wondering up where there. those quarterbacks are now. I know one ended up being Boise State is like the Zabansky? offensive coordinator of Dallas, correct? Or Tell me more. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. But there was another kid out there slinging it like just a year Jared's ago. A, oh, just a year ago. I don't know. I was thinking of Jared Zabransky. Remember Zabransky? I don't. He was the um, Statue of Liberty play against the bowl game against like Oklahoma where, you know, you fake the pass and you, yeah, you just hold the ball down. Yeah, yeah. That was that was him. Uh, but that was an eternity ago. As we digress. As we digress. Uh, but looking at thoughts on Buffalo. Do you have the 2021 stuff in front of you? Because I do. If you wanted it. Uh, what, they have 11 wins? They had 11 wins last year. Their over-under last year was also 11 and a half, so they went under. So they right. went under last year. Um, and the consensus is everybody thinks Buffalo's better. If you look at the Bills roster, you think that's a better team than they were last year. The question is, is the AFC so difficult that even though they're better, they did improve enough to get to 12, 13 wins? Because somebody's going to in the AFC. Yes. Or are they not? Because no. the AFC is kind of clustered, and I think. So, too, you claim that the best indicator for team totals indicators are strength of schedule. Strength of schedule. All right, so hit yes. me with that because I'm already on the under. Yeah. So if they have a tough up. schedule, I'm going to feel a lot better about the under. Not that it's a great deal of money. And we recommend small wagers mm-hmm. on your future plays, tw- 20 10, 30. You don't want to have a bunch tied up in no. futures. You know, you're going to have $300 tied up in futures. You need to cash one. You need a, a good 250 to one to come home right. type of deal. Let's see. Uh, strength of schedule I looked at is courtesy of Sharp Football. Again, Warren Sharp on Twitter is a really good follow. Uh, oh, social media. If you want to follow follow me, you can. Uh, I, I actually don't know my Twitter handle. I'll have to look. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me if you can figure it out. I have no you know clue what it is. You figure it out. Um, Find me. The Buffalo Bills, they are strength of schedule. Probably towards the bottom because they were a first place team. Buffalo Bills, 18th. So, yeah, kind of towards the back end, but nothing that should dissuade you one way or another. Again, if it was 11 last year, they finished under. It's 11 and a half this year. I already got the ticket on the under. So, yeah, they win the division, clearly. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think there's a universe where any of these other teams win the division. Definitely not New England. Definitely not the Jets. Miami's the only one that you could think may be kind of frisky. They're also the only one in that division with a new head coach, uh, a kid from San Francisco, from the Shanahan, Shanahan tree. 
The bald guy? No, he's not no, bald. I'm thinking of the other one, Salas. Salah, he all, yeah, came, he, but he's already in New York. This is his second season as Jets head coach. Uh, Mike McDaniel is his name. So, a new coach, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Tua. People seem to think he's accurate, which which he is. Uh, but I, I don't know. Have we, guy, didn't he make that roster? Lynn Bowden? Yeah. He might still be kicking around on that roster, but he's not like someone you need to account for. No. Um, I like their tight end. I, I they might know, trade that dude, by the way. You know, you can't you can't body him to a. You know, I feel about smallish quarterbacks. They their over under is nine. Is there enough room in this division for two teams to win over ten games? So Buffalo's winning over ten games, even though you're taking the under eleven. There's no universe where they where they only win nine games. Eight games, they're at least winning ten. I guess if you've you know, got a slight margin for error with that, yeah. Under. If you're connecting the dots here, I like what you're doing there. If you're saying that I'm so committed to Buffalo winning less than eleven, doesn't that infer that Miami has a possibility to go of winning over? more than nine? And it's odd because when you look at their win total last year, were you surprised Miami had nine wins? I was, and yeah, the, reason, the reason being is they started off so horrifically. They started off like one in six, and then they rattled off a bunch of wins. And conversely, the year before, they had Fitzmagic, and then went bananas out of the gates, and then shit the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that coach fired. Uh, yeah, I only mark the ones I like as bets, mm-hmm. so I really don't have any real like inclination what Miami's going to be or their identity, and they may not either. I do like them in situations because I always felt like they're somehow they produce and gain a lot of turnovers and I don't know what that's about turnover turnover aggression is something that stat nerds talk about all the time it's one of the toughest things to predict year over year turnovers kind of like have this innate bit of randomness to them so if a team has a lot of turnovers one season it's really tough to count on them having the same amount of turnovers the next season. That tends to be a bit more random. And that would be a bell curve, and I would I would think that would be true for all teams. So yeah. once you get past that, then, again, this is probably going to bolster Miami. We don't think that highly of the Jets. People are betting the over. It's low. I mean, it's five and a half, but the, you're betting on Joe Flacco and then Zach Wilson when he comes back. In all the tools. Obviously, yeah. a, a clear upgrade. I think, yeah. you know, a two-and-a-half game upgrade, but I can't see it materialize. So, I really... Um, no. Oh, Tony, uh, shout-out Tone Loke. He wanted he wanted me to ask you how, how familiar you are with the Zach Wilson situation this offseason. Because you're not on social media, so I don't know how much social you media, up. So, I get it from Chris if we're, if we're at disc golf, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that... He slept with his girlfriend's mom, yeah. is how it was told to me. Yeah. And then you see the memes that kind of say, yeah, yeah. you know, most likely to bang the mom after the game of the opposing coach or, you know, yeah. something to that effect. But, yes. yeah, I guess kind of in the vein of like a Johnny Manziel type of character, potentially. You know what? Maybe. That's interesting. Manziel, although he's got like the, um, he's got the Mormon uh, BYU thing. Like, I don't know if he is a Mormon or not, but they kind of carry that. He went to BYU, so there's, like, that weird religious aspect yeah, of it. Man, Whereas Manziel was in, like, the SEC. Right, right, you know? right. Manziel never, like, you knew exactly who that dude was at all times. The quirky, quirky is QB, and I think now we understand Zach Wilson's quirky, too. Or at least, <laughs> um, like, older women. Yeah, but Jets, I've got no strong opinions on. I think they're bad, but, like, 
drive enough convic- conviction to think they win four games again? Sure. Um, the one I, I really like a lot is New England under eight and a half. You know, I hate the Patriots this well, year. The 10 wins last year, when you look at it, Anomaly. And they downgrade you to eight and a half again. Eight you and a half. Full Vegas. The over under was nine and a half last year. So Vegas is thinking a full game worse as far as over under when they set it. And also, they're making in that this team won 10 games last season. Well, again, I think. I think we do take that as a trend line that if Vegas says they're a worse football team this year with the same quarterback, I tend to buy that. So, again, the more I'm talking about this, the more I like Miami in a weird, weird way. And I didn't. I'd had nothing marked next to Miami. But if we're going to stay in that division, and I'd like to break down. Thanks, Pat, for that tip on, uh, you know, staying yes. one division at a time. Shout out, Pat Judas. That's connecting the dots, right? So we're pushing New England down. Mm-hmm. Bringing Miami, Miami up, that, bringing bringing Buffalo Miami up. up. Jets bringing, are still going to be down. Yeah, Buffalo can win the division, but I, again, I think it's closer than we think. So Miami, that might be the play. What did you say Miami was? Nine. No, no. Well, oh. I get the over, but let's go to the next step. New England, eight and a half, under. You know, as far as division winner, what can we get Miami out? Oh, plus 475. So if you're Ten conviction, to bucks? Yeah, if you're convicted that the Bills are going to be under and that you're seeing something that nobody else is seeing because the Bills are far and away everyone's favorite this year. Everybody loves the Bills for everything. You look at the roster stacked. You look at quarterback stacked. You look at the coach. People love him. Um, So that would be like the ultra-contrarian play, but it would be in line with your underplay. If you're betting Bills under, you might as well bet Dolphins to win the division because you're getting more juice there. Yeah, and maybe even hedge it. Do what I did with the... Philly, Washington. We can go Miami to win the division mm-hmm. for the larger wager, and then hedge it with Buffalo and Miami second. Yep, because that is a division where it feels like there's a clear cut too. You know, New England just before because I think we've covered pretty much everything we need to here. New England. The biggest thing I'm worried about is that offense is going to take a massive regression. Rose, cover your ears. Mac Jones is dog shit. That dude sucks. <laughs> I don't think Mac Jones is very good That's at all. terrible. <laughs> I think Vegas sees it the same way. But the, the one thing I wanted to point out is the offensive coordinator. McDaniels, McDaniels is gone. It's, do you know this combo that they're trotting out there? They're doing two guys, both former head coaches, both failed spectacularly. Matt Patricia right. and Joe Judge are your, like, co-offensive coordinators. I, I have heard a little talk back and forth like they hadn't settled, like it was an open audition. It sounds like a mess with two, like, guys that have a, a reputation for sucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? All right, so Miami's been a big upgrade. We all Miami. of a sudden love lefty-handed quarterbacks. Love lefties. Love Tua. Yeah, he's from Alabama. Yeah, like he's from Alabama. Love Tua. Wow. So, I mean, come on, roll tide. What do you have against Pacific Islanders? I'm telling you, what do you got against Mac Jones? McCorkle. AFC South is next oh. on my list. Uh, Indianapolis is your favorite at minus 130. Tennessee at plus 175, Jacksonville plus 750, Houston plus 3,000. Two teams in that division have new coaches, Jacksonville and Houston. The over-unders for that division, Indianapolis is the highest at 10, Tennessee is at 9, Jacksonville 6.5, Houston 4.5. Initial thoughts on the AFC South? Um, The over-and-under Indy. 
Um, I marked it as even. They won a push nine last year. They set it at ten this year. Yep. Um, they won nine games last year as well, so they pushed last year. So for me, that's that's a difficult play. Uh, it's minus one hundred five, and then slanted um, minus one fifteen for the under. So they really don't care who you bet. I think they nailed the number. I think it's going to be exactly where it's at. I think it's going to be 10. Well, how many wins do you think? I guess the wage you're making, again, you have to couch everything with how good the AFC is now. The AFC is so overwhelming. And I got strength of schedule for you for the Colts, uh, in case that's going to sway you. Third easiest for the Colts. Well, I guess if, if you're using that as your indicator line and all things being even and they upgraded a quarterback. Got a better shot. How many, that's what I was going to ask. How many wins is Matt Ryan worth compared to Carson Wentz? Half. Half? That is he's, wildly disrespectful. He's, I love Matty Ice. He's like 49. He won an MVP. Uh, he's, he's not 49. He's Matt Ryan is like 49. <laughs> not 49. You know, they have, they've had Phillip Rivers. You combine their NFL years. You know, they got they just keep going through these retries. I think ten is the number that they're going to hit. What they do with the ten, I don't know. I don't think they're an actual good football team that goes through a playoff run. I think they're going to win ten games in the AFC where they're located at with the upgraded quarterback. Do you think they win the division? By default. I mean who else is in there? So that brings me to the next team, uh, Tennessee. It sounds like you're down on Tennessee, as am I. Vegas as well. They won 12 last year. 12. 12. One they, seed. When they mark them this year, nine? Nine. What's that tell you? They're going to be bad. You took away the best receiver. Yeah. When you needed 12 catches, you got 12 catches. Yeah. When you know how I've always said the best thing about Ryan Tannehill is Lauren Tannehill. I've never <laughs> respected him. And that's that's a guy. He's on my shit list. I'm never betting on Ryan Tannehill again. Yeah, I think you had a fit about that. <sighs> Just never again. It was the playoffs. playoffs. The yeah, Bengals. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're horrible. I can't. Me. How did we put money on this guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they tried to pl- replace the receiver. They kind of went out and got the same thing. They did. They drafted Traylon Burks, who has been running with like the third and fourth string in preseason games. I don't know how much you want to look into that. Woods how much that matters. Robert Woods came from LA, that's coming off an injury. Coming off an injury. Oh, okay. Me, that's yeah. your that's your replacement for the guy you gave up. Yeah, but that's AJ Brown so much better though. Like that's I, I like Robert Woods. He's a fine player, and fantasy wise, probably a guy. I'd target in the draft because someone's got to catch the ball there, but he's just not in the same class as A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's a, a, a monster. And Vrabel's going to do the same thing he always does. So Tennessee, you know what you're going to get. I just don't see them. And since know, they won the division last year, they're playing a first-place schedule, so they are sitting at the 21st easiest schedule, so on the harder side for so Tennessee. I think we're giving the nod to Indy there as the division winner. Default, unless you think... Worst to first, the Jaguars are frisky. It's how substantial you think that upgrade from Pedersen, from Urban to, to Pedersen is. I think it would take two years. Yeah. And I think you could get there. I think you can too. I think culture takes a minute. And there's just not enough talent on the roster yet. Yet, right? I think they'll play hard. I think they'll be competitive in situations. And I think other situations, you know, you better be betting the under. You know, I don't think they're really solid in the running back department. I don't so, think six the and a half. There. You're asking to improve four wins from last season. Is is Doug Peterson worth four wins in year two of Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence worth four wins? Well, Vegas thinks it's a jump for sure. Yeah. Well, Vegas. they said it at six and a half last year. Yeah. So, but 
I what did, what did we win last year? Three? Three. Yeah, three back to back first overall that picks. That to me is the biggest up incline. It's the, even if it was six and a half last year, and I get it, they're not going to set games at three. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You have to go up from three. You can't just set it arbitrarily at four and a half. Right. I mean, these, these all I don't want to misinterpret kind of towards the, the middle as well. Right. You, you, you know. never see them super high. You never see them super low. You'll never see one set at 13 games because everyone will just bet the under. You get to play Houston twice. You get to play Houston twice. Houston's frisky, right? Lovey's back. Does that do anything for you? Yeah, I'm a big Houston guy. You're a big Houston guy? D-Mills. Like you're, I, you're I a Lovey Smith guy? D-Mills, 3,500. Uh, 3,500 yards passing. Yeah, 17 games. How I could throw for 3,500 and give me 17 games. Do you like him over four and a half? I think I do. I think the upgrade really? to running back. So who do you like more then? Do you like Jack? Are you buying the Jacksonville the hype or are you a Houston guy? Here's the teams I would go if we're riding to PA today. Yeah. Probably going to ride this weekend because I want to bet Baltimore versus the Commanders. <laughs> so they go 22-0 and in preseason before they shit the bed in the real season. Here's who I've targeted. Um, I like the Chargers over. I like the Houston over. I like the Las Vegas over. And I like the Buffalo under. Those are actual wagers that I'm willing to make. So you're all in on the Texans, winning more, than four, winning more than four games. Five. That's all you need. Five out that's of all seventeen. You need. Five yeah. out of seventeen. Think about that. I mean, doing the quick math, that's less than your win rate's going to be less than thirty percent. And it's kind of in line with what you're thinking because you don't think Indianapolis is that good, even yeah. though the, the Matt Ryan thing doesn't move the deal much for you. They're like an okay. They're an okay to above average team in your minds. Unless they got a bunch of new wideouts. Just okay. So, Tennessee, you're thinking he's taking a step back. Jacksonville, you think, is improved, but not in a different class than Houston. So, by that logic, you're thinking they maybe get at least three wins in the division? Yeah, I like where Houston's at. They may be be sweep one of those teams and split the other two. Jacksonville's going to get some love in terms of talking points. You never hear anybody talking about Houston. No. They do have a running back. I think it's because their uniforms are just so fucking bland (laughs) and basic. Thank you, Rose. I think Houston will. I think Houston will overachieve. And again, if you're betting the over, it's one of the chances where you get it at even money. I don't even have to pay a price. I get it right at even money. I do like that. So for the charges, I have to lay 140. Sure. You know, that kind of rubs me a little bit, but I'm going to offset that because he, he, (laughs) they offset it with Khalil Mack. Is it Khalil? Khalil, yeah. All right, because I'm going to mess up a lot of names during the course of the year. Sure, it happens with age. Um, Okay, I I, I think you've convinced me on Houston. Uh, I'm a little higher on Indy than you are. I think Matt Ryan is a significant upgrade enough to the tune of like maybe two wins. I think so. I'm I'm slightly leaning over there. Uh, the only thing I really feel strongly about in this division is you've convinced me on the Houston over and the Tennessee under, and that's mostly out of spite. I'm just going to root against the Titans. Yeah, and I don't spite. know that I could bet the under minus one fifteen. I'm just saying in the conversation, the regression. Mm-hmm. You know, Vegas is pointing indicators. We can choose to look at them, ignore them, you know, and follow those trend lines. Some are more significant, and some are not even. Some are just a factor of betting patterns you know baltimore when we get to baltimore you gotta lay 160 to get the over right right crazy yeah so i think that's a good spot to take a quick break 
get some water, remove the cat from the table before he ruins his whole operation. Uh, and we'll be back to You know what's funny? Because the way I edit this, I don't really like... Maybe I'll put like a little transition in. Because when we come out of the break, it's like starts immediately when we stop. So no time has passed. So it's me just saying like, okay, we're back. And it's like, okay, AFC. It's, it's literally instantaneous. So maybe I'll put some like music in there or something. All right. Be, be back momentarily. <laughs> Rack them. Rack them. All right, and we're back again from the mythical transition that I may or may not put in. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> this is the transition. We're going to use covers.com sports for injuries. Go ahead and load that to your phone screen so you oh, have that handy. What do you, what do, you, do you have some now that you want to share? You're just saying that's a useful resource. No, it's resource. nice because, you know, was, we were just while we were on break, we didn't stop talking football, of course. So of course. in between the so break, we talk we're talking about. fantasy football. Um, so the question I was asking you the other is Jameson healthy. Yeah. So then I wanted to know in general because this draft's going to sneak up on me and I haven't done fantasy football in a minute. Yeah. So I didn't want to be the guy out there. That, and getting dropped into an auction for the yeah, first time. Yeah, that drafts a guy that's injured. Yeah. So you, you, you don't want so you don't want to embarrass you. You're trying not to be clowned. Like, yeah, oh, I, I like the look of that. Oh, yeah. That's pretty useful. Yeah. IR undisclosed. Yeah, and if you click weeks. it, it gives you a little caption. So it even tells you if guys are going to be suspended like we think they're going to be suspended. Uh, and then it also refreshes your memory like Jay Dobbins, like, oh, there could be somebody coming back mm-hmm. make the Ravens relevant as we transition to. That's a great, great job. What a pro. The AFC North, Baltimore Ravens are your favorite at plus 140. Cincinnati, plus 170. Cleveland, plus 380. Pittsburgh, plus 1,000. Your over-unders, Baltimore, 9.5. Cincinnati, 10. Cleveland, 8.5. Pittsburgh, 7.5. I thought that was a weird quirk, and I don't know if that's just a DraftKings thing, where they have Baltimore as the betting favorite to win the division, but Cincinnati's over-under is higher. I don't think you I don't think you see that anywhere else. Yeah, why does that make any sense? I don't know. Now I'm questioning if I if I looked at it correctly cuz I'm just pulling it from my notebook. But what the teams did last year, uh, Baltimore went under, Cincinnati went over, Cleveland went under, um, Pittsburgh went over cuz all they do is have winning seasons. But now I'm going to double double check my work on that number. Um Ravens thoughts. What do you have for me on the favor of the division Baltimore? Do you like that? It's still plus money for a division winner. No, I, I'm still upset. I was hoping that we would get Cincinnati as the third betting choice to win the division. Ooh. I thought logically with Deshaun, yeah. Deshaun being Baltimore, a sexual predator would, kind of messed that all up. Would drag that all to the top, and we can swoop in with a third betting choice and get on Cincinnati. No, I, I never liked the Ravens. I just, I just cannot get behind a team where a quarterback is not required to throw the football. But I, I know he's not required to throw the football, but it's not like he's a total stiff at that either. I feel like the Lamar hate has gone too far. Um, he won an MVP. He's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL when he's healthy. Uh, and yeah, I was correct. My, my numbers are right. My work is spot on. Cincinnati has a higher win total line, but longer odds to win the division. Weird. In Cincinnati, you can get the over at even money. The under, you got to get at 120. Super Bowl hangover real? You think getting to the Super Bowl and losing is going to have an adverse well, effect on the Bengals? Here, here, before we go there, here's yeah. the answer to your question. How can that be? Here's yeah. how it yeah, can yeah, be because yeah. Vegas slanted the over 9.5 for Baltimore to minus 160. 
Uh, There's okay. the math equation within there yeah. that leads you to that. You know, okay, I got you tagged to win the division, but I'm gonna set your total lower. You got to tax your yeah. ass on it. Yeah, yeah. So if you want it, come and get it at 160. Which again, to me, contrarian. I did put a big square around the under at plus 130. If you're looking for plus value. You almost have to go Baltimore, and then you have to talk about the backup quarterback, which people are in love with right now during preseason. You're talking about Baltimore's backup quarterback? Yes. Huntley. Huntley. He's really good. At being Lamar. He could probably start on a few teams. At being Lamar. (laughs) So this is just an anti-running quarterback thing with you, even though they've set up their offense to function that way. Because, again, you can't. Undo RG3 getting crushed by Haloti Nada. This is going to happen to Lamar. It's not it's not if, it's when. He is going to get hurt to the point where you're an announcer. RG3. Bobby three sticks. Shout out to the homie RG3. He's so fun. One of the best Baylor Bears of all time. Bobby three sticks. One of the most fun college players to watch. He's probably on like my Mount Rushmore of like fun college football players. He calls college games and he calls them well. I bet he's awesome. Yeah, I bet he's, he's awesome. He's really funny. Osw- Osweiler's in the booth for Fox now. He's going to do college for Fox. Big noon kickoff. You'll hear Osweiler calling games. Brock. Brock. From? Uh, Arizona. The only question is if it's Arizona State or just the University of Arizona. Which one's the Sun Devils? I'm going to say Arizona is just the Sun Devils, and that is where he's from. The Arizona State is the Sun Devils. Then yes, that one. Whichever one's the Sun Devils. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure now. I'd have to check. (laughs) I'm not buying Arizona State. We'll have to come back to that. I almost want to say Arizona State is the Wildcats. Okay, fair enough. We don't want to get bogged down at Osweiler. State is the Sun Devils. Bengal, like I wanted to get back to my Bengals point. Do you feel like there's a bit too much disrespect on the Bengals, or are they properly rated? Their over under, keep in mind, last year was six and a half. They, they smashed it. Yeah, they had ten. Yeah, they were set at ten. I think they made the adjustment. I think everybody recognizes a real quarterback. I, I oh, have to strength see. of schedule wise, twenty twenty sixth for Cincinnati. So brutal schedule. Baltimore was eleventh. Yeah, so brutal schedule brutal for Cincinnati schedule. as well. Baltimore gets, and again, that goes back to your original question, why and how, and then they slant right. it and they even it all out and make it nice and pretty and they lead you down the path they want you to. So that being said, Cincinnati must arguably, we, we covered this, they play they play the AFC West then, don't they? I believe so, yeah. I'm almost positive. All right. I could effort that real quick if you have some more Cincinnati thoughts while I'm Googling. Well, again, I would like to see the offensive line. I think they have enough on defense to win 10 games. I know they have enough of quarterback to win 10 games. I know they have enough of receivers. I know they have enough of running back. You know, and you can't say enough good things about Joe Burrow. To be sacked the amount of times he was in the string together, two games where you threw for 1,000 yards mm-hmm. combined while being hit on every single play, I don't think people can understand and or recognize what that says about the level of quarterback play. It actually doesn't look like they play the West. It looks like they play the AFC East. So they've got the Jets, Dolphins, um, Buffalo. Buffalo and the Patriots. Uh, what division so do they play in the NFC? They do play Kansas City, though, so they do get at least one of those teams. Probably another one in there somewhere there. I'm not seeing it. I'll just run through it. Uh, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Jets, Dolphins, Ravens, Saints, Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, uh, Browns, 
Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. So that's oh, where it kind of wow. gets tr- tough for him. Wow. Once we get in December, December's kind of nightmare. So you may be sitting pretty at like eight wins, and then stuff guard, starts and to go a little Cincinnati sideways. Win the division. Uh, plus one seventy. Plus one seventy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it's at for me, right? If I'm going to bet sure. the over total, then I'm going to bet to win the division. So I might as well just bet to win the division and don't worry about the over and under. There you go. There you go. That's just how uh, I see it. Cleveland, I I don't know. Cleveland just feels like a stay away. I'm assuming they're going to be bad, but I just I don't know what, what the team's going to look like when he comes back. If Watson um, is still – he's going to be coming off of two and a half years of not playing football. Yeah, Vegas wants you to be optimistic. And I, I feel think, like eight and a half is an opti- optimistic number. Yeah, I, I think here we're already jaded. We don't even have to be Browns fans to just yeah. think hangover. Yeah. Right? What do, you, what do you? Not that I don't think if any Kobe, I think could actually win eight games. He's fine, and they got the chosen Rosen there, who's been swinging <laughs> it in the preseason. Again, there's a reason he wasn't starting in the NFL. He's only 25. I get that. There's a lot of 25 year olds. That's <laughs> true. A lot of them are bad at football. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them should not be starting NFL football games. You know, and again, um, it almost that's feels- great, but whatever. I, I think they have what a guy that played for Tennessee. Is that accurate? Is he? Do we yeah, have Dobbs at quarterback? A guy that played for Tennessee? Oh, oh yeah. Balls. Yeah, they're not going to carry four quarterbacks, though. But So, I don't think Josh Dobbs matters one way or another. He's having a heck of a... He's having a heck of a preseason. You might not carry four. I get that, arguably. Uh, it, it feels like... But I'm saying, to my point, Rosen isn't in the equation for me. No, but... So, I would go Dobbs there's, there's, for set and then bring back... This is my non-analytical. like analytical. This is pro, just kind of like a the feel... Predator. <laughs> so messed up. Um, there's this kind of like my feel on this team. I don't think anyone has a darker cloud, bad juju feeling than the Browns this year. You know, coming from the whole Baker saga to the Deshaun stuff to the owners to how everything has been handled to the contract and how gross this whole thing was. Um, I, I just it's just bad vibes. I just don't want any part of it. I don't want a rooting interest in the Browns. I don't want a rooting interest against the Browns. It just feels like bad vibes and no matter what you do, it just kind of feels like a cursed situation to me. And again, that's based on just vibes yeah, purely. Being objectively knowing the quarterback coming back late, let's assume that doesn't come. You have no idea what he looks like. No idea. What wouldn't you say arguably two best teams are Cincinnati, Baltimore and the two worst are Cleveland and Pittsburgh? Yes. So, don't worry about it. One, two, box. Yeah, I'm really down on Pittsburgh, too, because, again, 15 years, never a losing season. Mm-hmm. Everything in my gut tells me that bell curve has to spin. So, again, I'm, I've already bet the under on Pittsburgh. That's kind of the gambler's fallacy, though, isn't it? Like, you're playing roulette, it's been black no. 10 times in no, a row. I it's got to be red. No, I could show you every bell curve in the universe, and there's going to be extremes. And right now, he's in an extreme that doesn't exist, right? I'll take Tomlin's some, never had a losing 15 season. seasons. I'll never. take We'll take Hall of Fame coaches and we'll line them up. And I guarantee you there's going to be a bell curve and you're going to find very few guys on that spectrum that have never had a losing season. But it, it's not even it's not even a bell. It's just started this way. He's he's there, there was no there was no like no. easing into it. It's been winning seasons since right. the get go. Which is my point because it's it's an outlier. It doesn't exist. It's a unicorn. He's the exception real. to the rule. 
Correct. He's but, benefited from being in an organization that's entrenched in its ways and having a long tenured quarterback alongside him that basically the same duration of his 15 years. Steelers, by the way, uh, to help bolster your argument, 29th hardest schedule in the NFL, which is seems catastrophic for a team that has the fourth best odds to win their division. So one of the, not, I'm sorry, 29th easiest, so one of the hardest schedules right. in the NFL. Yeah, again, I think this, and I don't care who you trot out a quarterback. Man, that bums me out because my, again, general vibes on the Steelers, I liked what they were doing. I thought on paper this Pittsburgh Steeler team is a better team than the one that won nine games last year. I think in some ways it is. But, but? the rest of the AFC is so much better. Did they do enough to catch up, especially in their own division? Baltimore was, like, struck by lightning as far as injuries go. Just absurdly hurt. Running back, running back, running back. Hurt, 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 hurt. Corner, corner, corner. Hurt, 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 hurt. Offensive lineman, hurt. Lamar, hurt. It was absolutely staggering. So you have that. You have Cincinnati overachieving last year and now being a legitimate contender. Uh, Although I still think they get disrespected. Did you see, by the way, the all-white Bengals uniforms with the black and white helmet now? I have not. So they have their white-out uniform, so it's the white tiger. And they used to still have the stupid fucking orange helmet. So right. you have the white, white, and the orange helmet. So now they're going to be able to do the black and white helmet. Nice. It looks clean as fuck. Um, I base a lot of this on uniforms as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm you're going to be a, a great gambler. I'm a big you know, uniform It's what guy. you have on that matters truly. What you're Look wearing. good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good, pay good, eat good. Um. I, man, the schedule thing really bummed me out because I do like the Steelers, but that's such a seven and a half. I can't see it. I can't see him winning six games. I think it's more. I I kind of like it right at eight or nine, but I don't, I don't see him winning double digit games. But but you're maybe you just gotta stay away. Maybe you just gotta stay away because all the numbers are telling me. All the numbers are telling me bet the Mitch. I have yet to hear well, Mitch, as we know, Mitch come out of your mouth yet. So when you say. Nine games. You're almost talking playoff caliber football from whom? whom? Pro- probably Mitch Trubisky. Which, Mitch, which is not inconceivable in my mind. Mitch made the Pro Bowl in Chicago. Like, I think that was like a Matt Nagy thing. I'm, I'm willing to blame Nagy on that. Um, he went to Buffalo, got to hang out behind Josh Allen in that system with Brian Dayball and uh, that quarterback coach, Ken Dorsey, I believe. Uh, Sean McDermott, he got to go to like a real organization now. He's with Tomlin, the one of the best coaches of my lifetime for the last 30 years. Is that fair? He's never had a losing, never had a losing season. season. Never had a losing season. Two Super Bowls. Until 2022. Okay, so is that not worth anything to Mitch Trubisky, or is he just damaged good fucking sucks at this point? Yeah, and again, it's one of those things, right? It's a project that you you had to replace. You're trying to replace somebody similar in size with a little escapability. Way Something more escapability. Well, of course. Big Ben was a fucking statue, man. Yeah, but back in the day, Ben would shrug cats off. I'm not saying he never eluded you, but he was shrugging cats off prime, back in the prime day. Prime Ben was unreal standing in the pocket. Because, again, yeah. he was still statuesque. Yeah, but he no, was, he was never trying to elude you. So goddamn strong right. and big. And fat. And fat. <laughs> I saw Charlie Batts the other day speaking of fat. Charlie Holy Bats. shit. That guy is, you know how linemen go the other direction like Joe Thomas? Oh, you no. see him? He looks great. He went the other way. Oh, my God. He, talk, he looked like a beanbag chair with a head attached. Oh, he is so no. fat. Now, who the reason I? I bring this up because Kenny Pickett. Now, you oh, haven't watched any 
Right, and we went and saw him last year. We saw him so live in person. Throw for 500 yards. He had the like, same receiver for four uh, touchdowns. Like, man, it's great. Binoculars. So His I'm hands are so tiny. I can't even I'm sitting in the casino the, the other night. Rivers Casino. Plug for the Rivers. And uh, Kenny Pickett walks in? No, I'm watching the game. Oh, and that would my, been such my a better story. thought is um, you, you're going to have trouble getting him off the field. He really has a presence about him. He makes those tight throws and so, situations. Um, I think he is starting by week six. So wouldn't that lend you to go the other way and think over if you think Pickett's going in and that raises the ceiling of that team? Again, for me, the bet is all about the probability. You're saying they're already like 0-6 and, and Kenny Pickett's no, coming No, it doesn't in. even matter how they arrive there. I'm just saying an NFL coach cannot have 16 consecutive winning seasons. That's all I'm <laughs> saying, and I don't care how it arrives. It's the same thing last year. You were like scoffing at me because immediately the first thing I do when we go down there to bet the, the playoff futures. You threw out the Bills. I, I ripped the Bills right off, and I just looked at you and they've never won a Super Bowl. You're like, that's so illogical. You can't make that argument. Yeah, because it was like Again. fucking 40 years ago. <laughs> the Bills will never win. In a Super Bowl. Well, that's how I feel about the Chargers. Loser, right. loser so, franchise. You know, yeah. and again, I just, I, I don't know how it happens. I think the Steelers are very competitive. I think they are a lot of low scoring games in a division where you may only need to score 21 points. They're just not, you know, in my opinion, going to hit that 16 consecutive seasons. Because now think about it. He can't even finish it 500. So 17 games. You got to win nine. You can't do the Jeff Fisher. That's the probability. So where's the number set? The Steelers are seven and a half. So if you win eight, you have a losing season. I lose my money. And I'm still prophetic. Right. So if I'm going to go under, I'm going to go under and just live with it. I couldn't have all overs. So I have an under on Pittsburgh and I have an under on um, Buffalo. I think I'm just going to cross off the AFC North. Altogether, I just don't have a feel for that division. Well, I don't like the price. Well, yeah. I'm going to bet a division winner when I got to bet basically favorite or Cincinnati or drop down right. to right. the, the only the only thing that's the only thing that's helping you here is that it's still plus money on either one of them. You're still getting a little juice, you know. So I can see that. Speaking of a little juice, and again, the disrespect continues for one of my arch rivals, the AFC West. Kansas City Chiefs are your favorite, but still at plus money, plus 175. Los Angeles Chargers, plus 220. Denver Broncos, plus 260. And the ultimate disrespect, my beloved Las Vegas Raiders at plus 650. Uh, Kansas City's over-under is set at 10.5. Chargers is at 10. Denver's is also at 10. I don't feel like those teams are equal. And Vegas is, is a criminally low 8.5. Well, I, I like the way you started that because it immediately made me want to connect the dots. If we were going to mm-hmm. take a long shot to win a division, it's we Vegas. would not get a better price in a division with a Nowhere. team that arguably can actually win the division. I mean, yeah. we can bet any team to win the division. We, like, would you bet Miami at four seventy five or Vegas at six fifty? Like, I'm going to have to have two wagers. I'm going to have to have them yeah. both now. You know, after this episode, we connected the dots. But yeah, and you know, a lot of my future plays are tied into the Las Vegas Raiders simply mm-hmm. because you know the Devonte Adams and the Devonte Adams of in it all. DC. I think you know, arguably, and we're not being homers here. DC is a top ten quarterback. Anybody that can't recognize that is absurd. Absolutely, you just don't like Derek Carr at that point. So that being said, super high on the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like. Um, again, you're getting some continuity. Um, 
same head coach coming back, same system. Uh, you've got Khalil Mack on defense, one of my all-time favorite players, even though you know we traded him away uh, a while back at this point. Um, impact player. They got J.C. Jackson, although he's hurt. I don't know if he's out for the season, but J.C. Jackson got hurt, um, and that's a problem for them. Derwin James just got paid. He's awesome. You can go up and down the roster. like It's great, and they got that giant motherfucker quarterback. Herbert's a problem, man. Yeah, and I'm going to so get you. Good. I'm going to source so the sizes good. of the quarterbacks because I really want to have that study. I want to go from it. biggest to littlest. Yeah, because you know how I feel about the MVP candidates. I think they all you have to be six five. So get them all to line up. Yeah, where I'm at with that team, and I've already, you know, the Chargers over ten and to win the division. I think makes sense because you can offset that over. You're going to have to pay a minus one forty. Mm-hmm. So you can offset that by taking the plus money on the division. Mm-hmm. You can offset. The Raiders, because you're going to be able to get that bang for the buck, the four to one kind mm-hmm. of dollar spend that I'm going to put out on the Chargers. So let's say I'm yeah. really bullish on the Chargers, but I'm wrong and it ends up being the Raiders. I'll have enough on the back end to cover that. Right. Because if I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be writing so many other ways because I have so many plays on right. DC, you know, and so many plays on that offense. And so I've already bet the over there. I'm planning on betting the over in Chargers. So if we're going to connect the dots, that means there's two teams in the t- that might get squeezed out. Kansas City conceivably with the Walrus go under the total, finish third in that division. I don't see it, and I, and I think that's where a lot of people are leaning. As someone that follows the AFC West pretty pretty closely, because um, again, you know, Raiders Raiders fans, that's the division I'm, I'm keyed into the most. Kansas City's so good, and they just own the division. They've won it year after year after year after year. Granted, these other teams have conceivably close this is the closest it's ever been i'd say in the last five six years like this is the by far the closest it's ever been everyone's been talking about this division all off season it's been you know look at the afc west you know it's an arms race out there and it really is i think if you're asking like what four teams in the afc are most improved it's probably those four you know and that's kind of wild to have it all happen in the same division but it's kind of one of those things like They've run it for so long. How do they do? They really fall off that far, or do you see a more dialed in Kansas City? What, like, what was the over and under last year on Kansas City? Was the same twelve and a half. It was twelve and a half. So Vegas is willing. And they to went take, under. They won twelve. So Vegas is willing to put a big number out there because we didn't see that this year. There hasn't no. been a team set that high. No, I don't think so. Looking back at the so East, if they said uh, last year they were twelve and a half win team, they come back this year, they recalibrate, they say ten and a half. They took two wins. Two wins, arguably because the Chargers are a better football team. Denver's better. Raiders are better. better. Raiders are better. You know, if there was a situation running back by committee, Mm -hmm. I honestly think they traded Tyreek just like Moneyball to force Patrick to develop as a quarterback. Take away the deep threat that always bailed you out. When you needed that home run, that's where you went. Now, again, you're not watching preseason. I did. He played mm-hmm. two series against Commanders and hit like 13 different guys. He hit every. Pat Mahomes was playing in the preseason? Two series. Why? Uh, that's so fucking up. dumb. He lit, he, and I bet the Redskins, and I that's knew he so was playing. Dumb. There it is, the first well, Redskins match. Yeah, uh, commanders. commanders. Commies. The Commanders. Uh, but I still think if there's an opportunity for a team to regress, if you're going to base it off the 10.5 versus 12 the year before, um, you got to lay 120 to get the over. The under is even money. Not that I'm running out to bet the under. I'm just really, really bullish Boy, on the Chargers and the, and the Raiders. That's one of those unders if you make that play. You're feeling real fucking dumb as you're watching Pat Mahomes shred some team. You're like, fuck, I bet the under on this team. 
as well, they're like, conversely, you know, right. You're never going to feel bad about having money on Patrick shit. Mahomes. You're never going to walk yeah. away from him like you did with Tannehill. Right. You, you know, the way like when you brought, you know, Bangkok dangerously in here, you know, in two hours, Bangkok I can never get back at Nicholas Cage. You know, <laughs> you're never going to feel bad about having Patrick like Mahomes, right? Protector. I'm just saying if we're going to connect the dots, somebody has to come in third. Hook's coming in third. Denver. Yeah, nobody I don't like throw to. I don't like the Broncos. No, talk about, and I don't know how much time we spent on Seattle. They're going to win three games, aren't they? I know we're jumping. Seattle fucking sucks, they're dude. Horrible. They're going to be real they're bad. So bad. Yeah, I forget so what the number was, but Pete yeah, Carroll, him, him, him would be under there. Five and a half. There's yeah, zero chance that team zero climbs to six um, wins. I don't know. You know, as much. I mean, what are you supposed to do with Kansas City? You can't. You can't, you can't disrespect him. Well, I, I think you stay I away from him. Yeah, so like stay away from him. Stay away. Or just be a genius. Because you don't want to bet the under. Yeah. Stay away. Under. Chargers you love. We made the case a little bit. It's all Herbert related, right? You're well, figuring that dude takes you know, a step. You figure the coach cost him two wins and the receivers cost him one. They cost him three wins. He mm-hmm. should have had three more wins last year. They should have finished nine, with 12 wins. Nine last year, by should've the way. Should have finished with 12. Over-under was nine and a half, so they went under as well. And the guy that they intentionally punctured the lung may win a starting job for the Giants. Ty God. And, and... I mean, you haven't seen a quarterback like this since Dan Marino, and you were too young to remember Dan Marino. It's no, just, I didn't see Prime Day. It's just a different cat. My yeah. earliest exposure to Dan Marino was Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> Dan Marino was in that. And he seemed like a prick on when he was on, like, the CBS morning show or, like, the CBS pregame with, like, Phil Sims. Do you ever see that clip of Marino, like, losing his mind because he couldn't get through a read? No. You know, you know, they're, like, rehearsing something. Marino's, like, trying to go through it, trying to go through it, and he keeps screwing up. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> And Phil Sims is just like, oh, wait, he did. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but no, Marino does get talked about with this reverence of like, Marino was otherworldly. Yeah, well, I can't tell you which game it is, but last year, Justin Herbert picking himself up, big chunk of field in his helmet, and it's dangling like two inches in mm. front of his right eye. You know, and he was hitting so many guys between the number. It was ricocheting off of people. The dude just oh, yeah. gets up and just slings it. And there's only one other guy that's doing it, and, and he's in Buffalo. And, you know, I'll give him his due as a quarterback, but I think this kid just has something. You know, these two guys make watching quarterbacks. And, again, that's why I want to know, should all quarterbacks be 6'5 and weigh 250? If you dropped, like, Justin Herbert into the 1970s, he would have just like fucking blown people's minds. Like I don't understand what I'm watching. This man's a demigod. Yeah, they should bring, they should bring back <laughs> stick him. He'd have uh, 20 more completions. Yeah, you're right. And I could point to a specific game, Week 17 last year, the game they lost against the Raiders. That overtime coach yeah. called the timeout. Yeah. That game should have never been an overtime. We were up like two touchdowns, and he just it kept was firing lasers. Yeah, lasers, lasers. It was like fourth and 28. Yeah, hitting laser, splitting guys in the. It's not even like it's bad coverage. It's like you just couldn't. The ball was getting there no. so fucking fast. What were you going to yeah. do? And again, if if quarterbacks within that division, if I'm high on Derek Carr, top ten, maybe top mm-hmm. six, this kid could be a commander. I got a guy that's not even getting on the field for the first four weeks. And again, at that time, I probably wanted Chase Young. You know, sure. but think you know now. Yeah, what you have in yeah, hand. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, it's, man, it's, it's oh, obvious. It's a once in a generation yeah. type of talent. Chase Young at the time wasn't the wrong. No, wrong pick. Uh, in I hindsight, mean, you're looking at like five. Yeah, because again, yeah. You, you edge rushers that have those kind of sure. And abilities. He, was, he was a freak. He was a monster yeah. in Ohio State. So they're going to take their time with him. He should be back. So uh, if you're thinking Herbert takes a step forward, Mahomes is Mahomes, Carr takes a step forward, you're banking on Russell Wilson 
regression. You're thinking last no. season, Russell Wilson is kind of what he is. I, I, I think so. I think you know. I think that was the first time ever that you saw Russell a little bit vulnerable, right? An injury, mm-hmm. a hand, throws hitting the ground, things that you don't see um, from him. You know, so there are things that made me question it. Going to Denver, I get the logic. He could see what was happening behind him. You know, logically, you can make that jump to Denver, ready-made type of situation. Wrong, wrong division. So you're thinking it's kind of just last season was kind of bad marriage. He knew he didn't really want to be there. You know, wasn't vibing with what they were doing. You know, kind of just going through the motions. Plus, he was hurt, I think, a little bit as well. So you think Denver revitalized you, you, as, I, as good as he was last year to carry that team with an injury and looked as bad as he did with those two receivers coming over to Denver, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Who are you thrown to? Noah Fant? Noah Fant went back to Seattle in that trade. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I guess you can't throw to him. Who's the next tight end? I mean, uh, they, they got a guy, Albert. I can't pronounce his last name. They call him Albert O. He's got one of those really long. And Judy's possible suspension. Tim Patrick gone for the year. Tim Patrick gone for the year. So you're back. You're down to Portland, Portland Sutherland. 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 You, Sutherland. You combine him into Kiefer Sutherland. He's, he's one of the Sutherland boys. <laughs> Donald Sutherland's yeah, like child in Cortland. <laughs> from a, you know a different mother. So yeah, he'll be. Cortland Sutherland forever now. That's just <laughs> the way it's going to have to be. So, but nobody to throw to. Nice tandem. You know, they're probably going to hit with the two so running backs. That, that's that, that's the counter is they're going to run the ball a lot. And when they have to throw, Russell's such an upgrade from what they had. He's going to be able to hit more percentage of those deep shots. And without knowing it, I'm going to say last year, Kansas City covered against the spread seven times. What would you say if I said that and made that stat up? Would you I, be shocked that they only covered seven times? I think that would actually be low. I think they'd probably cover more than that. I'm going to look, but I'm thinking, again, Andy Reid, godly coach, no doubt about yeah, it. One of the Hall best. Of favor. You know, much better than arguably anybody else in that division as a head coach. Resume? Resume-wise, it's not even close because you've got two, two new head coaches. Uh, Josh McDaniels in his second stint but new head coach in the division, and you have Hackett in Denver, first-time head coach, and Staley got anointed as kind of like the wunderkind, you know, hot new thing as far as as far as far coaches go. But he wasn't – again, nine wins is, is fine, but that's not what, that, what everyone was expecting with that team last season. My issue with Denver is – Yes, I don't think the offensive talent is as good as people are making it out to be. I don't know what to expect from the from the coach, um, although reports are smart guy. I think he was coming from the Packers. He was the Packers OC. Rodgers really liked him. Uh, I just don't think the defense is as good as people think it was. Again, I think they were a team that kind of got a lot of turnovers. I actually just listened to it. It was Aaron Schatz on Mina Kimes' podcast. It was Denver was operating on a lot of short fields because they ran the ball so much that they always had good field position when they were punting. So teams had longer to go against Denver in fewer possessions because Denver was such a ball control team, which made their defense look better than it is. So I think there's a regression regression there. Yeah. What did you find out as uh, far they as they covered eight Chiefs? times last year? Okay, there you go. So pretty close. Half half the time, they're covering. 43% of the time, they're covering, which leads me again to believe either A, teams have caught up to Patrick. B, I don't think you're going to 
ever catch up to Andy Reid. He will out-scheme you. He'll run shit mm-hmm. from 1952. You know, so <laughs> I don't think that's it. Honestly, I just think when you look at who are the receivers, and even if he does spread it around, I just think the carnage in the AFC in that division is just going to be too much. Again, I'm looking at picking on a team to have a down year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love the Chargers, and I'm going to love the Raiders, and I'm already against Denver. There's nowhere else to go. i got to get Kansas else to City. For, um, well... For all the teams can't have double-digit wins. Someone's going to have to come under. You know, could three yeah. teams in that division have ten wins? Maybe. Maybe. Twelve, nine. Seven uh, and ten. The Raiders won ten games last year. So there was arguably... Season from hell. Three was well. almost on the cusp of winning ten. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. And, and the, Raiders, we said, the Raiders could very easily had seven wins. Like there's six wins. There was a lot of things better that off when they had no wins. coach. Yeah, and that's silly. Yeah. Coach Rich, no coach. It's like we're going to do our own thing here, just stay out of our way. Um, blessed with a lot of want to on defense. But that number for Vegas is so disrespectfully low. I don't, I don't know how you look at what they've done in the offseason and come to eight and a half. Yes, and again, for whatever you out there in the universe want to do with Kansas City, again, I think it's a halo because again, coming mm-hmm. off that playoff game. They beat Buffalo. They're at the top of the echelon. All that stuff's still on people's minds. So I think people tend to over-index. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not being emotional about it. I just, you know, I, I got to go logically where I'm thinking. And emotionally, I'm invested in the Chargers and the Raiders. So therefore, right. Kansas City got to take some lumps. I, I have a hard time betting against Kansas City. They're my boogeyman. You know, it, it's like, you know, you don't kick John Wick's dog. That's how I feel with Kansas City, the Walrus. Yeah, you just like you don't you don't mess with the manatee when it's in the ocean. So just fucking let it be, right? So, you don't fuck with it. And, and this internet that's saturated with so many memes, I can't believe. I think I've stumbled onto fertile ground, photoshopping like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes into John Wick, like either making Andy Andy John or Patrick Mahomes John. And, like, someone comes and mess with his pet walrus, which is Andy Reid, and then Pat Mahomes is on a killing spree. Um, yeah, they're, they're the boogeyman. I, I just scared of Kansas City always. Uh, the Chargers, I, I get all the positive stuff. They're, again, this is more of just a vibes thing. They're just a loser franchise. The Chargers lose constantly. Yeah, but they're not even they're not even in, the, in their own city. They're renting their own fucking stadium. But you made the argument in the infamous... Episode one. Episode one. The yeah. back end of the Chargers the had lost episode. The best safety are up the middle. Yeah, Derwin. And then they added Khalil. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Again, this is purely just vibes. I, right. I'm, I'm just and a coach that has a willingness to just I'm just, just go for it on fourth down every single day of the week. Fucking obnoxious. Every single a little, day of the week. A little more judicious with that. You know, I, I just... The quarterback, one nine keeps playing for that team. I'm going to be behind that team. Unlike Buffalo, I have you know they didn't go to four Super Bowls and shit the bed like Buffalo did. <laughs> you know what I mean? They never. Really, I, I don't know the Chargers have ever been to a Super Bowl. No. Okay, see that's different. Lose a franchise. They don't win things. Arguably, they don't get that close because they suck. But still, you didn't Dan go four. Fa- Dan Fouts was a fucking hack. <laughs> Dan Fouts was a monster. <laughs> don't get me started. He was fantastic. Uh, Kellen Winslow, one of the best performances you'll ever see. Dan Fouts was a stud. Philip Rivers was wildly overrated. Oh my God, the gunslinger. He's got fourteen children. That he's dude not is a hall of famer. 
That dude is so potent. Not a Hall of Famer. Man, you would want that guy to be your high school coach. That is a gamer right there. Philip Rivers is a gunslinger. He, um, he will impregnate his wife by completing a 12-yard <laughs> down and out. Last last thought, because we, we didn't really – we talked a little bit about Vegas, but not a ton, um, and then we'll get out of here. Again, the number's 8.5, plus 650 to win the division. Is there any team in the entire AFC – that is upgraded more than the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes or no? What do you think? On paper, as far as coaching, talent on the rosters, or anyone that has made more upgrades? Not specifically. The Jets, you could argue, in a way, they upgrade the whole team. But not specifically the way you and I broke it down to what it translates to, to the quarterback with the receiver, the, the wide receiver line. Team. Again, we're yeah, talking about a 10-win team. team. Arguably having the best offseason of any team in the conference with a head coach that's widely respected as an offensive Love the slot receiver. Love the tight end. And they added the best wide receiver in football. I can't stress how rare that is to just get the best player at a position on your roster. And again, if we learned anything from last year, best friends work in the NFL. Best friends work best in their friends boys. Work. In their boys. So yeah, no, I would, day. and again, very high, and I can't get enough Las Vegas juice. And I think last year, For and I don't sure. know if I just root vicariously through you. Could but be. I don't typically stay up and watch games the way I get invested in Raider games. Like, yeah. upset. Like, I almost yeah. anticipate the commanders are just going to blow. Yeah. So then I just kind of... Like sure, slide there's, in there's underneath a part the Raiders. I have like, a certain affinity yeah, for the Commanders you, as well. It's usually the Raiders yeah, at night yeah, late because yeah. I know you're up and I'm up, and you know it's like, yeah. oh, this is fun. And yeah, again, the want to the guy on the end of your line, Max. Debo's the only thing I see in the NFL like that. So you have one guy in the NFL on offense. Also, I appreciate your cross-racial comparisons. A lot of times, people get stuck on (laughs) comparing white guys to black guys. They just go (laughs) white guy to white guy. So I appreciate not only the different positions, different (laughs) sides of the ball, different races as well. It's such a wild take that (laughs) that I appreciate. Well, you know, we try to be very microaggression conscious here at Connect the Dots podcast. We don't want to overtly or inadvertently put ourselves in a situation where no, we I don't want to discriminate against anyone except Chargers fans. <laughs> Fucking losers, the whole lot of you. I don't think I've ever met a Chargers fan in the wild. I don't think I've ever come across one because they don't exist. <laughs> well, not if you look at their home games. I guess, arguably. They're the third favorite team in that city, behind the Raiders, the Rams, and then I, it's the I have a feeling Chargers. that's about to change. There honestly might be more Steelers fans there as well. I, I think it will change though, eventually. Because you get a because that's how that's how it happens, right? You start winning, kids kids are drawn to the winners. They grow up and then they raise their kids, Chargers fans right. or whatever. And a quarterback that yeah. looks like that that has that persona and that's sure. going to kind of elevate and he's going to be you know on all the commercials. Kind of like, like when you were growing up, I'm sure it was what Cowboys and Steelers fans everywhere. Yeah, and that was it, right? Either yeah, and now if you look now, decades later, Cowboys and Steelers fans are everywhere. Like still, they, still. In travel. Yeah, because that's ingrained over generations. The Chargers don't have yeah, they've never Packers, had that. Right? Yeah. At yeah, one point, exactly. you were probably uh, a Packers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were winning. Yeah, there's, there, I think uh, I have uh, memories of that Super Bowl, Brett Favre versus John Elway. That's one of the first Super Bowls I remember watching. I was, uh, I was a big... Big Packers guy. I loved Brett Favre. Now he's all like MAGA and weird. I'm like, no thanks. 
the, the, uh, of his dick to the, cur- <laughs> the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode <laughs> where Larry David wears the uh, magma hat to get like better seating. And oh, get out of lunch dates. He just puts funny. the hat on. That's funny. And he just like clears the room. And I like that you called it magma, like lava, and not and not maga. That's also it's funny. Magma. It's magma. <laughs> when you sign up for this podcast, yeah, you're getting the 60 year old unfettered version. Uh, and you know, good thing we don't have spelling quizzes or anything that really show how dumb I'm I really at spelling, am. Man. It's genetic. Yeah, you were no help there. No, I failed at like every spelling <laughs> test all through school. I Zero find help. you more intelligent now. I was always worried about you in high school. Like, ah, he's an average student. I'm like, yeah, damn, this kid's really smart. He just didn't show it early on. No, no, no. yeah, you could, you could have, you could have hopped in there. Maybe some more direction I could have been engineering yeah, or something. I was busy playing rock band out here. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were yeah. busy having fun. Right. I, yeah. You know, we made it, you know, uh, a very centric kids type of For scenario sure. with not a lot of responsibility and yeah it this, was intentional this, yeah this was the fun this, this this was the fun house but like the the good fun like not the like hey my parents let me drink house <laughs> it was like hey we could hang out and play video yeah, games yeah but my not all the rails were off my dad's cool we could play poke in the garage yeah so not fine. all the rails were yeah, off yeah, but yeah. yeah enough to understand that life was gonna iron you out sure you know sure. I did, that wasn't my job at that time it wasn't to make your life harder big preach so yeah. far so good uh we've we eclipsed the hour mark i think we covered everything we need to cover anything else you want to touch on before we put a bow on this no i think uh i think we're we're easing into this i like it i like the shirt i think this is our best episode yet yeah, out of the three <laughs> i mean <laughs> chronologically getting better out of the three the first one was unusable the second one you know stiff as a board and yeah yeah and again more more car like this, this one felt conversational tony wants a, a guest spot he wants to be the third chair yeah and i think i think eventually we're going to need somebody to source stuff and to keep us honest and some other oh, things yeah you yeah. want tony to work yeah. for us yeah. like we don't need <laughs> we definitely need to go for we that we don't <laughs> like, need more talent i don't want to <laughs> got any more computers but hey kid could you give me water yeah we're gonna gonna need a gopher you know I'm running out of children living at the house that I can make fact check stuff like yeah uh, Delaney being here would have been rad she yeah, been helpful. and she's good. She's good yeah. about it. And I think, yeah, we can start adding on and layering stuff in. We'll extend and the universe. Build out the podcast universe. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Rose will be on. We'll talk Alabama football. All right. And then we'll, we'll have some live podcasts on locations. On the, doing remotes. Oh, for sure. We'll be down yeah. Youngstown Poker right sure. here in the valley. Of course. You're just walking around with a microphone. Yeah, just people's. getting some of the best and brightest. You bunch know. of like 62-year-olds that aren't entirely <laughs> sure what you're doing or why you're doing it. Oh, they would understand. And they love to talk, trust me. Um, but big shout out to Youngstown Poker and all the fellas down there playing in Gerard. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you're one of our dozens of listeners, we appreciate it. And we'll be back next week. Next week's it. We're week one preview, right? Because we're, what, two weeks away from the season? Yeah, we'll be getting in the thick of it. Yeah, so we're we'll looking at some best plays. Week one, best yeah. plays. Yeah, stay safe out there. Make good decisions. Bye, everyone. <laughs>